0: Welcome to In The Spotlight with your friend and brother I know you guys have been Some guys have been texting me as it regards to um, Why I haven't had any podcast since Monday What is happening, if I'm okay And I just wanted to make you, know, you guys know that I am doing well, I'm okay I am just um, I didn't want to create a podcast Without Having a meaningful uh reflection, a meaningful discussion, and so it is quite important that um that if I'm going to talk to you guys, I don't want to uh, you know mumble or say things that is not concrete or doesn't make sense. So I I was just basically taking the time to to reflect, to pray, and to rest. Uh, as you guys know, I was on a, a convocation recently. Um, down in Miami, and I drove down from Orlando, which is like three hours and 20 minutes down. And it was a long drive, so, you know, I, I need rest, I need rest. So thank you all for um, reaching out. Um, thank you all for checking in to see why we haven't had any podcast for this week. But surely, God is an time, God, and we continue to trust that God is faithful, huh? even in the midst of um uncertainties also i as, a, as also as always as it regards to this um corona pandi- um, pandemic i want to reinforce and to remind you all to wear a mask uh, wash your hands use hand sanitizer and practice social distancing friends it's good to be here it is good to be here today and what will i talk about you may you may be asking at this moment and it's simple something that we all struggle with it is something that we all struggle with one way or another as it regards to relationships and it is love of enemies love of enemies so i want that to be our theme we know it is all over in scripture jesus uh, talked about it several times in the gospels about forgiving our enemies and praying for them walking with them let us before um, i get into concrete detail and reflection let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation deliver us from evil. Amen. It is easy to love those who love us. It is easy to love people who are attractive, talented, and even funny. It is not always easy to love people with whom we feel that we have little in common, or someone who is not so attractive. It is very difficult to communicate with someone that we prefer not to be in a relationship with. For this, we want to call it charity. How do you and I extend Christian charity to our brothers and sisters, those who are different from us, who shares different opinions, who share different views, different cultural um, expressions, social expressions, those who um, practice different faith, believe in a different God. Or even our neighbor, our family members, who we dislike so much, our family members who we tend not to like because of their behavior, their style of living, or even that friend who we have entrusted, we have shared our deepest secrets, we have shared memories and everything together. But that friend turned out to be the enemy. Friends, we know in Luke chapter 6 verse 30, Jesus said, Give to anyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Jesus also asks us to forgive our enemies to pray for them, and to love them. But how can we love someone who has hurt us? How can we truly love them? How can we truly forgive them? First, in forgiving them, we must first ask God to forgive us for not forgiving them. And I know this sounds strange. I know that for some reason we, we, we are like, why should I ask God to forgive me first? Well, ask God to forgive you first for the things that you have said against God, the things that you and I have done against the promises of God. Let us ask God to forgive us for the times when we have seen the sick, the suffering, when we have heard of those imprisoned and being mistreated and we have kept silent. For the time when we have seen injustice in our society and you and I have walked away from being bearers of peace and justice. For the times when you and I have avoided the sacrament, the sacrament of love. For the times when you and I have turned our back on the environment in protecting God's planet given to us through love. So before we can forgive others, let us turn to God and ask God for His forgiveness. And when we seek God's forgiveness, we are saying that we are sorry. We are saying that we want to convert in our ways. In our actions and in our words. And if this penance, if this contrition of heart and mind is sincere, then we can now forgive ourselves. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, first you're saying, Roger, that I need to ask God for forgiveness but I know you're saying to me that I should now forgive myself yes that's what I'm saying ask God for forgiveness first for the things that you have done and said and then ask God for forgiveness for yourself forgive yourself For the times when you have thought that you're ugly. For the times when you have thought that you're unwanted and loved and cared for. For the times when you have abandoned yourself to anxieties, to distress, and to loneliness. For the times when you have, you and I, have gone and used pathways, have used drugs of used the television, the TV, or the, 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 the internet, or whatever electronic or technology to express our desires of loss. Forgive ourselves for not forgiving the person who have hurt us. Forgive ourselves for in that malice against a person. Forgive ourselves for holding that grudge against the other person. Forgive that person and forgive yourself for not being man enough, woman enough in going forward to that person and saying, I have wronged you and I forgive you. Even if you and I know that you are the innocent victim. After you have asked for forgiveness from God and asked forgiveness from yourself, then you and I need to go and ask forgiveness to our enemies. And this is very difficult. Forgiving those who have hurt us is difficult it's a painful pathway. It's a painful path of forgiving someone who has caused us great pain and anxiety, who have hurt us so much so that it has caused us to show resentment to them. But friends, if we have done the two steps asking God for forgiveness and forgiving ourselves then the third step of forgiving the enemy becomes easy and in forgiving the enemies we need to ask the Holy Spirit to break us free from those memories of pain there's a saying that says, I forgive you but I don't forget Let us ask the Holy Spirit to allow us to forgive and to forget. To forget the pain and the sadness. Because each time that you remember that pain, it will create a resentment within your heart, within your soul, within your prayer life. And then the evil one will put inside your heart the question of doubt. If you have truly forgiven that person it is important friends that when we forgive we forget it is the Christian path yes we have to strive above all humanity because we are no longer just humans we are Christians we are baptized members of the body of Christ we have transcended all humanity or we should be able to transcend our humanity, our desire for the flesh, our desire for the world and for worldly achievements, our desire for fame and for glory and for for money and for cars, our desire to be respected, our desires to have the PhD and the master's degree and the big house and car, our desires to to, to, to be in control of others, you and I, as Christians, as baptized members of the Body of Christ, who have received the sacrament of the Body and Blood of Christ in the Holy Sacrament of the Eucharist, must transcend our humanity, friends. In forgiving our enemies, in forgiving our enemies, we are no, we are not only forgiving them, but we are wiping away the memories. The memory of pain that they have caused us. You may ask, what if it's a friend? What if it's a friend that I've shared many years of stories? It's a friend that I know for so long. How do I actually forgive that friend? I say, remember. The golden years remember the golden years and what do I mean by golden years the golden years is what what's what started that friendship what was the fire of that friendship what was the core and what was at the core of that friendship what are some of the things the attributes that you remember of that friend what are the moments that you remember that cause you great laughter great joy with that friend if you and i can remember those moments of joy of peace of trust of love of embrace of that first fire then you and I will be able to not only look at the bad or the pain that they have caused us but rather find the good in the person and this good this good is important it is important that we remember the good in others. Because so many times when we get into an argument, so many times when we get into disagreements and conflicts, we immediately pass the good. We immediately pass the wonderful and the beautiful and then go straight into the ugly. The sin, the divide, the brokenness of the person, and in many many times when friends decide to go away to break apart to go different paths, you tend to hear at least for some friendships. They normally try to tell the secret of the other person. To their newfound friend. They start to tell the secret of the friend that this friend was like this and this friend was like that and they'll tell the new friend, or the supposedly new friend, the deepest secret of the other person. Friends, if you and I are Christians, if you and I are part of the body an the image of this Christ, who is love, who is of mercy, and who is of compassion. We must look beyond the filth, the mess, the muck of those who have caused us great harm. In loving our friends, in loving our enemies, we have attained a part of the divine. Because we are created by God. How many times should I say this to you? How many times should I repeat this to you? That you and I are created in the image and likeness of God. And because we are created in the image and likeness of this good creator, you and I are not the same anymore. We are not the same John. We are not the same Melisha. We are not the same Tammy. We are not the same anymore. Because we have been baptized, because we have received the breath of Christ to first, the first human being of Adam and Eve, we become a part of the demigod. We are a demigod. And so, because we are demigods, we are partakers in the development of the human race, in the development of creation, we must transcend our humanity. We must transcend our limitness as it regards to the love of neighbor. We must ask for the heart of Jesus. We must ask for the heart of Jesus to console us and to give us that heart of love. A heart that will forgive and forget. A heart that will be willing to die for the other person. Sometimes what we feel is Misleads us. Sometimes what we feel about the other person misleads us. You know, sometimes we have a friend or a family member, or um, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes what we feel really misleads us, or even if this person wasn't even a friend. Um, say for example, a coworker. Um, you and that coworker, for some reason. You guys doesn't get along. You guys don't get along well. And uh, you guys are basically always at odds in the office. And for some reason, the supervisor or the boss comes to you and says something to you that is very personal. And you believe that it is the coworker who have gone to the boss and have said certain stuff about you. ...to him or her. Instead of... Take, first taking the correction... ...of the supervisor or the boss... ...you have... ...you have placed a resentment in your heart... ...for the boss... ...because they have showed you... Um, ...an error of yours... ...that needs to be corrected. And secondly you have also started to show more resentment to the co-worker. Why? Because you believe that it is the co-worker from his work who has gone to the boss or the supervisor to report your weakness or your error in your work. Not knowing that there was a camera inside your office all along are not knowing that the supervisor, have rechecked your work, have gone over your work, and have seen that there are errors within your work. And so, that resentment again start to 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 become, you know, start to grow flesh and to become concrete. So much so that in your mind you wish the person is dead. So much so that you wish that you could just arm them and cause them great pain because what you think or what you feel has misled you to believe that they are the ones who have caused you this pain at this moment, who have ratted you out to the boss or the supervisor. Friends, friends, as Christians, and as people, we have to ask ourselves, and I mean, I am also guilty of that. I'm preaching to you, but I'm also guilty of that too. Where you and I, instead of holding that resentment, that grudge, that malice against a coworker or that friend, why not you know, be man enough, be woman enough, and say to the friend, you know, I want to speak with you. And remember, when you speak speaking to the person, make sure you speak not out of heaviness of heart, or speak strongly, but rather speak with a gentle um, demeanor, a gentle voice. The expression should be one of concern, yes but also one that portrays or projects, um, you know, peacefulness. It's not going to be a contention, it's not going to be a war, it's not going to be, you know, uh, cursing out in the workplace or in that friendship or in that relationship. No. Because I've been baptized, because I've been created in the image and likeness of God, And because the other person, who is also a human being, is also created in the likeness of God, in the likeness, in the image and likeness of God, we must treat each other with that same dignity that we would want somebody to treat us with. And so instead of feeling, instead of staying within that feeling, that sensation of, oh, she did this to me, yes, I know it was she, yes, I know it was him, yes, he was the one he was the one who did this. I know it is the only person he must have been the only person. I know he's the only person in the workplace that I dislike and and I know she disliked me, and instead of staying in that bitterness of heart instead of staying in that bitterness. Why not go to the person when they're alone, in, in peace, go to them and say, Hey, John, I, I, I got this information from the supervisor or from the boss. And I was a bit concerned because I know that you're the only one who about it. And, you know, I was uh, feeling a bit, you know, angry or something like that. And I want to, um, you know, find out if it was you. And if the person say it was not them, so okay, I just want you to know. And if I've caused you any harm in my exercise of my work, my work ethic, whether it was an error or me being late or me not working together as a team, please forgive me. Can you imagine the reaction of the co-worker or that friend? Can you imagine the reaction of the co-worker when you, being enlightened by baptism, enlightened by the dignity of the other person, can say, I forgive you. And I just want to find out, and I'm sorry that I have caused you arm. Can you imagine the difference in the tone, in the communication of that coworker to co-worker or that friendship to friendship relationship? So friends, we have to move beyond sensation Yes, it is good to feel. Yes, it is good to to feel, to express our hurts and sorrows. But we must realise that love given through charity may sometimes be bitter or unattractive. Right? We must learn, as Saint Luke tells us, to learn expecting nothing in return. And when I speak of lending, I speak of forgiving, of not remembering after you're forgiven. We must, brothers and sisters, we must love in freedom and we must do this love in action. And sometimes we must look to see if we see ourselves in the person that have caused us harm if we have you know sometimes that's the fear too many times in our in our workplaces in our homes in our um, whatever meeting area many times it is our reflection that we see in others within that person that we dislike it is a reflection, it is our reflection that we see. A certain secret, certain darkness in ourselves that we have failed to fix, to work on. And we see it in the other person. And so, whenever the other person um, does it, you know, we become, you know, full we become, you know, full of anger, resentment. And so whenever whenever we see the flaws of other of others, ask ourselves where can I find my own flaws? And as I said before, when we see the flaws of others when those who have caused us pain let us ask ourselves what are the good in them let us remember the first fire the golden age of that relationship where can we find the good in them can we remember the good can we remember the attributes the good attributes that that they contain What are some of the stuff that you have seen, that you have seen them done, that can cause you to be moved by love, be moved by forgiveness? And so, whenever, whenever we see, whenever we start to judge somebody, whenever we start to see something in them that we dislike. Do self-introspection. Remember that mirror. Am I seeing myself? And before I comment on the error of the person, before I comment on something that I see that is very negative on the person, ask yourself the question, am I going to say something? Am I going to communicate something out of love? And if it's not out of love, then don't say it. Because once something is said and done out of love, then we know that trouble arises. And so, um, you know, we cannot just love those who love us. We cannot just love those who love us because if we love those who love us then the person who love us will never tell us when we are wrong. They will never tell us that we need to grow. They will never tell us that we need to move beyond our humanity and transcend it since we are Christians. If we love only those who love us, then we will stay in our own world in a world of shame and pity, in a world of self-isolation. And Christ, we know, comes to break those barriers, to remove those walls, those glass, anything, those frames that hold us captives. He wants to take us out of ourselves, to remove us so that we can become saints, that we can become people of God, the people, the Good Shepherd, who love like Him. So it it is important, friends, that before we rush to judgment, before we rush to condemnation, before we rush in criticizing the other person, ask ourselves. Let us ask ourselves. Lord, where can I find myself in that? And if the person is pissing you off, ask yourself, Why is it that person can always get me to be angry? What is causing this person present or words or actions that is causing me not to retaliate in love? Again, many times it is our self-reflection. And so we know that Christ comes to love us. He comes to make us a new creation, to make us new. He comes to liberate us from our anxieties. He comes to liberate us from the spirit of anger and of resentment. He comes to liberate us from our broken relationships, from our broken friendships, from our lack of self-love. This Jesus wants us to love like him. He had to, he had to undergo the pain and the, scourge, or the scourges of the cross. He had to undergo the resentment of the people who were looking on him in shame, in distress, he had to undergo all these self degradation. Jesus had to undergo the suffering and death of the cross. If you and I are Christians, if you and I are people of the way, then we must be like Jesus. We must be like Him in all things. We must be like Jesus. And we must be like Jesus, why? Because He is the way, the truth and the life. He forgave His enemies, He gave up His life for His friends, He forgave those who have done wrong to Him and to the community. He offered his life for his friends, for us. He offered his life for us. And so if we truly want to love, if we truly want to forgive, let us remember the cross of Christ. Let us remember that painful cross of burden that he had to carry for us. Oh yes, he was a lamb. Oh yes, he was free from sin. Oh yes, he was he had to take on the sin of many so that we can be redeemed and saved and enter eternal life. This Jesus in which you and I crucified by our sins, by our rejection of his promises and of his love, it is you and I who have to come and ask him for mercy. And in asking for mercy, we must be able to forgive our enemies. Friends, it's a requirement of the Christian way. It's mandatory that the Christian man and woman must forgive and forget the sins or the offences of our enemies and those who have offended us. And in the same way that we have offend others, we must ask for forgiveness when we have offended them too. It is the Christian thing to do to forgive those offend us friends, we must know that when we forgive, when we undergo suffering and pain, when we undergo rejection, when we undergo all type of things in life, it is not to diminish us, it is not to degrade us, but it is, but is to strengthen your way, the Christian way, the Christian path, it is for you and I to become more prudent, to become stronger, to be strengthened in faith, and in the, way in, we, in, in the way we should live our lives as men and women of the way. Friends, we should always forgive. It is a Christian requirement. Since we have been baptized and cheer in the company of the saints. Friends, let us ask God today to give us that heart, that heart to truly love, to truly love like Christ, to truly forgive and in forgiving. May we come to know Christ fully in our in our friends, in our relationships. May Christ give us that heart necessary to be expand beyond ourselves, to be be expand beyond our greatest imagination. Like Mother Teresa, who, who heard the voice of Christ saying, I thirst. May you and I thirst and continue to thirst to be good, unholy men, striving for sainthood, striving to live like Christ. May God continue to bless you all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.